Are you with me? Yeah. Excellent. Good. <laughs> Have you heard that question in conversation? It can be a way of asking if the other person is following your train of thought, if what you are saying makes sense. There are times when I want to ask it in the middle of a sermon when it suddenly strikes me that the words I have chosen to speak may not be as crystal clear as I wished them to be. Are you with me? At other times, it asks for more than simply understanding what is being said, but rather invites a demonstration of support for what is being said. For instance... If I said there is no power greater than a community discovering what it cares about. Are you with me? Yeah. Can I get an amen? That's another way to say that. Not only an understanding of the direction I'm heading, but a willingness to travel in that direction with me. So I have been thinking of what it means to be with us here in this congregation. A simple response is to be here, to be present, whether here in the sanctuary or virtually on Zoom. Sorry. (laughs) One of the ways to do that is to be physically or virtually present. Are you with us? Yes, you are. And there is another level of being with us which comes with the decision to become a member. We share our mission and covenant with prospective members so that they will know that joining with us means participation in our mission of deepening connections by nurturing spiritual growth, practicing justice, and inspiring joy. Joining with us means honoring the covenant we share, the promise we make to respect and trust each other, accept our differences and shortcomings, practice patience, compassion, and empathy, listen deeply and speak truthfully, to be honest and authentic, to support the congregation with our presence, participation, and financial gifts, and finally, to celebrate our life together. These words for now are the beautiful, imperfect, inspiring articulation of what it means to be with us. However, these words, like all words, leave themselves open to some measure of interpretation, right? And the longer I am here... The more that I feel I belong here, I can easily begin to equate my personal interpretation of what it means to be with us with the words themselves. I want, understandably, what it means for me to be what it means for you. And when there proves to be some distance between those two things, we are provided the happy and sometimes challenging opportunity to learn more about each other and about our congregation itself. Are you with me? And when we move outside this congregation into the wider world, it can become even more complicated. How can I tell when someone is with me? 
What do I look for? There are those times when I run across a social media post from a relative or a distant friend and think, ah, damn. I kind of thought they were with me on this, but apparently not. Or it has worked the other way. Hey, I didn't know they were with me on that. What a nice surprise. And quite honestly, a lot of this revolves around perspectives on the world, politics, human rights, climate change, gun control, the Supreme Court. A lot of it revolves around interpretations of what is happening and opinions on what should happen. And it's understandable, yes? I mean, these are important things that have real, often painful, sometimes fatal ramifications for human lives and life itself. And still, it can feel at times so constricting, almost heart-wrenching, dividing the world up into those who are with me, who are with us, and those who are against me, against us. I'm reminded of a Bible verse I read as a child in the Gospel of Matthew where Jesus says, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Taken out of its context, that seemed pretty clear. There is us and there is them. And if you are not with us, you are against us. Imagine my surprise when only a little later, still as a child, I read Jesus' words in the next gospel, the gospel of Mark, saying, whoever is not against us is for us. That seemed to me a much more inclusive way of viewing the world, unless someone is actively working against us, although that too is sometimes open to interpretation. But unless they're actually working against us, don't treat them as, well, them. There is a wider us that includes them. In other words, people can be with one another, even share the same or similar values without agreeing on everything, without sharing the very same perspectives, interpretations, visions of what should be. And I am using Bible verses here, Christian scripture, because one of the reasons that I left the religious tradition of my childhood is precisely because too often it seemed to split up the world into believers and non-believers. You either believe as I do or you are against me, against us. Many people I knew who followed this Christian faith did not act that way. They were much more compassionate and accepting than such dour dogma would suggest, but that was the theology that was offered. And I looked around at all the good and compassionate people who did not follow the Christian faith, and I thought, how could you possibly split up the world that way and relegate certain people simply because they do not believe as you to the status of them? If you are not with us, you are against us. How could you do that? And then I catch myself scrolling through the social media posts 
and stopping on one from a relative or distant friend and thinking, ah, damn, I kind of thought they were with me, but apparently not. This person is with me, this person is not, this person I don't know about yet, but I'm a little worried by that last communication. See what I mean? Am I so different? And I don't mean that I should give up my convictions. I don't mean that I should look for ways to agree with everyone. I don't mean that I shouldn't challenge beliefs and actions that I see as harmful. No, my convictions, my commitments, my values, and my perspectives arise out of my experience and my reflections and my capacity to listen beyond myself and my attempts to deepen my understanding of the world and my desire to respond to this life in ways that express my gratitude and my compassion. I don't mean that I should give up my perspectives or my opinions, but I have come to believe that being with is something other than all of this stuff. It is something other than agreement. It is something other than like-mindedness, something other than me assessing your interpretations of recent news events against my own perspectives. It is something more like deepening connections. One more gospel illustration. Last one, I promise. But I think it is relevant here. This one from the gospel that follows Matthew and Mark, guy by the name of Luke. A lawyer comes to Jesus and says, love your neighbor. Yeah, we got that. But how do we identify our neighbor? What does neighbor mean exactly? Who is our neighbor? You know the story that Jesus tells. Story of the Good Samaritan, which I will not retell, only to say that this in this story, He flips the script. He doesn't tell the lawyer how to identify his neighbor. Rather, he offers an example of how to be a neighbor. So now sometimes when these questions come to mind, are you with me? Are you with us? I test what it feels like to flip the script. Are you with me? Becomes, am I with you? Am I with you? Not do I agree with you, not do I support your perspectives, but am I with you? Even those who I feel so distant from in terms of how we see the world, am I working along with others toward a truly inclusive world? Am I inspired by the vision of collective liberation from the forces of greed and hate and oppression? Is my love expansive enough in the universalist tradition to include all, to say we, the people, and really mean everyone? Because some days I can only envision a world where people who I believe deserve punishment finally get it. You know? Where people who are so 
wrong. And I know that's my own interpretation, but I am sure of it. Where people who are so wrong are finally made to feel how wrong they really are. And on other days, on better days, I can thrill to the words that Ingrid read from Alberto Blanco about a tribe on the horizon, a large tribe, a strong tribe, one in which nobody is left out, in which everybody for once and for all has a place. That is why we sing of community now in the making in every far continent, region, and land with those of all races, all times, and names, and places. That's why we pledge ourselves in covenant and commit to our mission. We side with love, yes, as best we can in every situation, but we need not delude ourselves that love exists only on this side. And when we inquire whether people are with us, let us at least pause long enough to consider whether we are with them. We would be one, yes, in building for tomorrow a nobler world than we have known today. But if there is any hope of transforming the world and changing ourselves, we must be bold enough to step into discomfort, brave enough to be clumsy there, loving enough to forgive ourselves and others. For there is wisdom to be shared amid the discomfort, compassion to be shared amid the clumsiness, and healing to be shared amid the forgiveness. And there is no power greater than a community discovering what it cares about. Are you with me? Yes. Then let's sing. <laughs> 